Megan, so uh, you can pinch me on the way out, I guess. Uh, sorry, Megan, that's just going to be the way it is. Uh, he was 16 years old, which makes a lot of sense to me and uh, helps me to really dive into this story a little bit, being a youth minister. He was 16 years old when he was ripped from his family, taken to another land to live as a slave and a servant. For six years, as a teenager, he served as a slave in a foreign land, away from his family, all of those he loved and knew. A vision from God came to him in a dream, and God said to him, Go. It is time for you to leave. Pack up your bags, what little you have, and take off for your home country. So, he did. He escaped from slavery, walked 200 miles to the shoreline where he caught a boat and made it way back to his homeland of Britain. Shortly after returning to Britain, he was visited by God again in a dream. (laughs) Funny, isn't that how God works a lot? And God said to him, it is time for you to go back. Go back to the place where you were a slave. Go back and bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those people. Now, if I was this young man, I would have been like, you are a crazy, crazy person, God. Why would I go back to the place that I was a slave? But he was obedient. Fifteen years later, after spending that entire time in religious study, he made his way back to that place we call Ireland. That young man was who? St. Patrick. He is the reason that we celebrate St. Patrick's today. God working through him. I'm so glad that over the years, the tradition of honoring St. Patrick has remained at the forefront of our celebration on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Clearly, that is the indication of why we are celebrating today, right? Absolutely. I'm sure that St. Patrick would be excited to know that that the river in Chicago is now green, that the, uh, the, is it the Hillsborough River? I'm new here. Is it the Hillsborough River is now green? Uh, So, (laughs) the what? It's always green, green. yeah. It's a little greener today, I guess. But it just reminds me of how we can get so sidetracked from the truth so easily. St. Patrick served the same Jesus that we serve. Jesus Christ, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first, the last, he was the thread that wove its way through history. As we're getting ready to celebrate Easter in just a couple of weeks, we celebrate the pinnacle of our faith. The pinnacle of our faith is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. But that's not the whole story. Sometimes we get caught up in just the resurrection. And while that is the reason that we are saved, while that is the reason that we celebrate and we worship here today, sometimes we forget that Jesus was at the beginning of time. He created time. Nothing was made that has not been made through him. He spans the course of all of history, the common thread woven into creation. 
And how appropriate is it that Jesus used fabric to teach us so many times? God used fabric to teach us truths about not only who he was and is and is to become, but who we are and who we are to become in him. Today, we're going to take a look at how Jesus used a very common fabric, a towel, to make a very uncommon statement. But first, let's remind ourselves of the different kinds of towels that exist. Uh, everybody's familiar with uh, t- a towel, correct? All right, I'm not crazy in thinking that there's anybody that doesn't know what a towel is. I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't mention being in Sarasota now, the beach towel. This is one type of towel. Uh, the next, a bath towel. Hopefully, you use a towel pretty much every day. Hopefully, when you take a shower, you use it to dry yourself off. Or bath for you bath people. If you're like me, you don't wash that towel every day, or you don't necessarily replace it every day. So I'm thinking that I need to get one of these. (laughs) Think about it. Am I right? For those of you who've never thought about this before, you're now going to go home and you're going to wash every single towel that you own five times in bleach. Right? <laughs> that would be helpful for me. I'm just saying. might not be for you holy people, but for me, I need this. Paper towels. Hey, everybody loves paper towels. Can pick up pretty much any mess with that. And of course, our favorite, the ShamWow. It has... While it is not a specific member of the towel family, it is a sort of towel. It is a cousin to the towel. It has millions of uses. Millions of uses. Uh, uh, I think it says it holds 12 times its weight in liquid. That's pretty impressive. And you'll say wow every time you use it. All right, so different types of towels. What are some ways that we use towels other than just to dry ourselves off when we get out of the bathroom shower? The toga towel. Hey, You can make a toga out of your towel and you can go have a beach party. Guys, I think maybe for our next beach breakaway thing on Sunday afternoon, we're going to wear toga towels. Does that sound good? Toga party? That was a flop. No, we're not going to do it. Uh, Towel animals. Many of you have ever been on a cruise or been to like Disney World or a hotel when you come back to your room and there are these cute cuddly animals made out of your bath towels. I just think that's really cute. So that's one way that you can um, create uh, something out of your towel. And probably my favorite use of a towel, every young boy, as he enters into manhood, must either be the recipient or the giver of the towel whip. So we're going to watch a quick video really quick. The towel whip brings out the worst in everybody, including the Sasquatch, apparently. So those are the different ways that we can use towels. I have a quick story that I'd like to tell you of a time that I used a towel and it's not so proper use. Uh, For those of you who are married, you know that part of the process of getting married is the wonderful registry process, right? So 
Uh, Kim and I went to get registered, and uh, we were young. We didn't have much money, um, but we had wonderful parents that supported us. And, uh, and they, they helped us to understand that it was important to, to want something that's, that's nice for yourself when you, when you get married, because it's a new start in your life. And so we picked these amazing Ralph Lauren polo towels that we registered for. They were amazing. I don't know how much they were, but they were like $20, $30 a piece and way more than we would ever spend. And, uh, and so we registered for those things. And uh, all I know is I was just excited to have the laser gun shooting the things in the store to uh, register for it. Uh, but I moved into our apartment a couple of months before we got married uh, by myself. And Kim, being the gracious person that she is, bought me one of these towels since no one else was buying them, probably because they were $30 towels. And uh, I was using it as my towel at our new apartment. Well, being a guy, I love my car. Not so much anymore. And we use the term love loosely, don't we? I love cheeseburgers. I love cars. I love my wife. They're all kind of different. But, <clears throat> but I wanted to clean my car, and I didn't have anything else. And so I went out, and I washed my car. And guys, you know the tires, how they get kind of yellow and kind of gross, and you want to put the tire wet on it, right? So I'm wiping it. I'm wiping it. And then I, I spray it, and it looks, it looks nice, right? It looks really nice. And then I see the towel. I used the Ralph Lauren, did I mo- mention that it was a Ralph Lauren polo towel to wipe the tires on my car? <clears throat> Kim comes over, uh, probably a couple hours later, sees the towel hanging in the bathroom and says, what in the world happened? And I said, what do you mean, what happened? What are you talking about? And she said, what happened to the towel? Uh, what towel? What towel? And, uh, and she was like, uh, the polo towel that has black stuff all over it that I just bought you. And, and I said, oh, I used it to w- clean my tires on my car, wash my car. No big deal. And she was like, yeah, big deal. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, well, it's a really nice towel. I'm figuring it'll do a really nice job cleaning my tires. Right? I was wrong. So that was my first real instance in understanding that not only do women know a ho- whole lot more about household objects than men do, but they're also always right. So she's always right. But I still fight to this day, it seems like. So even though that, that was a terrible use of my, uh, of my use of a towel, uh, today we're going to take a look at how Jesus used a towel to teach us a little bit more than just women are always right. I'm going to read to you some scripture here from John 13. And instead of words on the screen, I got pictures, because I like pictures. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. Now just caveat, it's okay to laugh at these. It really is. Uh, the guy who does them is, he calls himself the reverend. Don't really think he's a real reverend, but he calls himself that. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. I like Peter's stubble. 
he's got going on there. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus answered, a person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now let's move back in time. 2,000 years ago, Jesus is approaching the cross, his death and resurrection, and here he sits with his most beloved friends around the table, discussing life, and he gets up, and he picks up a towel. And you can imagine the disciples and how they're feeling in this moment. They're thinking, what is he doing? What's about to happen? Peter even asks the question. So think about it. Back in those days, I think we've all maybe heard this before, but people wore sandals, much like what I'm wearing now, probably not nearly as nice. Or they were barefoot most of the time. The roads were very dusty, very dirty, very muddy, animal, excrement on the ground. It was a nasty place to walk. People's feet were really dirty. They were really nasty. Washing of someone's feet was reserved for the lowest of slaves in the household. To wash someone's feet was the lowest job you could do. Puts things in perspective a bit. Not only did peers rarely wash one another's feet, when they did, it was a sign of great, great love. So you can imagine when Jesus stands up, puts the towel around his waist, and begins to wash his disciples' feet, they're thinking, what is he doing? This is nuts. Why would you do this, Jesus? If Mike Rowe was around back then, he would have visited the job of the slave that washed the disciples' feet. Anybody's feet. He would have done that job. It was that gross. So what does that mean for us? So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. We serve out of humility. Jesus stood and washed his disciples' feet. Jesus had already humbled himself by becoming man, but that was one that we could identify with only in the fact that he was man. We couldn't identify with the fact that he was God become man, but we could identify with the fact that he was man. Here, Jesus took it to another level. He took it deeper. He said, I am not only a man like you, I am a man that wants to serve you. For he knew who was going to betray him. We serve all people, not just those close to us. Jesus knew that in the next few hours, Judas would betray him, Peter would deny him, and most of the disciples would scatter. Yet he served them anyway. How many of you have ever had someone betray you, upset you, make you angry, 
How do we want to respond? By getting back at them. Jesus' example here says, look, no. It doesn't matter what they've done to you. You serve them. You love them. His actions here demonstrate our need to love unconditionally, the agape love of Jesus. We serve because of Christ's example. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. It's not about serving because the world says it's good or because we're telling you to. We serve because it's what Christ modeled for us. And lastly, we serve because it builds unity. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Jesus isn't just saying, I am your master, but I'm going to serve you here in this way. He's saying, if you don't let me serve you, you have no part with me. We cannot be united if you don't let me serve you. What a truth for us today. It's easy for us to go on a mission trip, to serve someone in that way, but it's so much harder for us to accept someone else's service to us, is it not? It is. And Jesus is saying here, unless we are ready and willing to do that, we have no part with him. The dirt was not just physical. It was spiritual as well. Jesus was saying, as you've walked with me, your feet are getting dirty. And he's saying to us today, as you're walking with me, your feet get dirty. And I'm here to help you get them clean. I want to wash your feet. I want to clean you. I want to cleanse you from all of righteousness. I want to make you more like myself. So what happens next? How do we serve? We serve one another with acts of love. Sure, we serve God. But you know what? One of the greatest ways that we serve God is is to serve with integrity. What does integrity mean? Integrity means to be the same person here as you are over here. What brings God great glory is when we serve through our life, not just through moments in our life. He's saying, look, integrity is what it's all about. This is from Titus 2.7. If you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind, let everything you do reflect the integrity of your teaching. And of course, we all know Matthew 6.33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. So how are we serving God? How are we serving one another? When we serve, it builds unity, not just with us and God, but with us together as a church as a family, as a community, as a country. So how will you serve your God and your people? There is power in together. One last thought. Pick up your towel and begin serving. Jesus promises that we'll be blessed. Ask the band to come forward. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to do something a little different. God calls us. Jesus teaches us to do as he has has shown us, his example, to pick up our towel and to serve him. And so we're going to do a quick song, but we would invite you to come forward, find little pieces of towel here on the stage and on the table over there in front of the bongos. Write down one way that you're going to serve today. One way that you're going to serve this week.
It could just be a name of someone that you really feel like God is leading you to serve. It could be, I want to serve humbly. It could be whatever God lays on your heart. This is an opportunity for us to recognize our need for picking up the towel and serving the way Jesus did. He didn't just mean wash feet. He meant serve one another and allow others to serve. moment 